Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. Are you ready for this now? There you go. Sometimes you got to do it whether you feel like it or not. It's called a sacrifice of praise. Otherwise, you're just going to stay in the doldrums all day long. Don't let it happen to you. Amen. So I want to start off, if you've watched the podcast, you've seen this twice, if you've watched both podcasts. We'll start off with the, uh, the Glenn Beck one. I want you to know, see this, and it's both comical and serious, but I want you to know where we are at, because I believe that I pulled this on, what's today, 27th, I believe I pulled this somewhere between June 21st and June 25th. So you need to know on, in June 21st-ish of 2021 where we're standing. And you're like, Tom, do you always have to talk about this pandemic? Yes, because it dominates the planet, and the church should be out in front of everything. If you go to a church that doesn't preach politics, you're at the wrong church. And this isn't even politics. This is revelation unfolding before your very eyes. So watch and listen to this real quick. Play for me. President of the EU. Uh, Not a scary organization at all. I've always loved the European Union. Haven't you? Just Mm. the precursor to one world government. It's just, it's awesome. And to hear the president of the EU explaining how you in Europe can get your life back to normal in that German accent she has, that just sounds so soothing to me. Um, Here's what she says uh, is important to get your life back here. Here she comes. Good morning. Morning. How are you? Good to see you. Before Easter, we promised Mm -hmm. to the Europeans that we will do everything possible so that they can gain back um, some normality when uh, planning for their uh, well-deserved summer holidays. So on Monday, the Mm -hmm. European Parliament and the European Council Mm -hmm. signed the regulation for the EU digital COVID certificate. It is applicable from the 1st of July on, but if you want to as a member state, you can sign up early voluntarily. And that's what Belgium did. Oh, Belgium, well, Belgium allows did it. as of today um, to uh, travel with a certificate, mm-hmm. and they issue travel these with certificates. Their certificate. And here sure. is mine. So everyone who is fully vaccinated mm-hmm. or tested negative right. or has recovered from COVID can get one. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have right now 15 member states that have already signed up. And from the 1st of July, all 27 member states have to apply these EU digital mm-hmm. certificates for the COVID. Mm-hmm. I am planning now to start my tour through 27 member states for the next generation EU, our um, recovering resilient plan. And I'm very curious to test and to see how this certificate will work. Thank you. That's wonderful. All right. Oh, that's now, great. She so, held hers up. Can I just take a picture of that? And can uh, I use hers? Yes. Is that okay? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. So essentially what she's saying is uh, you must have your papers. <laughs> They'll be digital, but you must have some. We have a maze of making you have your papers. Please. That's great. I love it. <laughs> You might as well laugh at it as you watch the blindness of the world usher themselves into the mark of the beast. The lady's up there with a smile on her face. Now I want to show you what this sort of thing leads to. Play, hey, you guys are ready up there? Play the next one for me. This is what this kind of stuff leads to. Me. Yeah. And then you got that gathering on June the 6th. Yeah. Okay, so that's what you're under arrest for. <laughs> Daddy. Hi, guys. Hey. All right. That's good, guys. You can cut it off. Now, what was that? That was a pastor in Canada. 
And by the way, Canadian police need to work on their uniforms because they look like the Gestapo. They do, with their black and their red. I mean, it's kind of funny how that works out. But anyway, that's a pastor, and his offense was conducting an outdoor service, which they did aerial reconnaissance on, took pictures of, and came to his house and arrested him. But don't worry, COVID-caving Christian. You quarantining and you wearing your mask so that you don't offend anybody, and out of social etiquette and courtesy, it has no effect. No, what it does is it spreads the spirit of the Antichrist around the world. And now your brothers and your sisters around the globe are being arrested. I hope that you're watching. And I hope people that left this church because we stayed open are watching. Because that's what it leads to. And I can't believe it. I honestly, I can't find another church outside of my circle that I run in. Out of the River Church and a few others around the River Church in Tampa. There isn't nobody preaching about the mark of the beast. As this goes on, that, right, that is in June of this year. The lady comes walking up to that podium and she's talking about, you know what, here's my digital certificate. They have 15 member countries that have already signed on in the European Union where you have to QR code yourself onto boats, onto planes, into shops. And there's no American church preaching about the mark of the beast? Well, I wonder why is that exactly? Because there's too much to lose. If you preach about it and you were closed, you have to admit you were wrong and that you were stupid. And that's too much for Pastor Skip Verses and Pastor Skinny Jeans and Pastor Latte Sucker and Pastor Agenda Driven. Pastor bootlicker and pastor butt kisser. They're too afraid because it shows that they're wrong. And now their brothers and sisters around him. You see that guy with his like six kids? He's like, what, 32? Being arrested at his own driveway? Well, where's the apologies in the American church? Where is it? Where, where's the church in Canada? Where's the church in the European Union? You know where they all are? They're still closed. 16 months into 15 days to flatten the curve. And those of us that have read our Bibles and know it, we were talking about it 16 months ago not to do it. Because look where we are now. But you need to know he is the glory and he's the lifter of your head and this is not over. The church needs to rise. And you know what we need to do is we need to win on an entire new generation. <clears throat> There's a Reddit generation out there. Yes, Reddit, the social media platform. There is a Reddit generation out there. Ready, their, their field is white unto harvest. They hate everybody. That's perfect. Perfect. They hate you. They hate me. They hate blacks. They hate whites. They hate everybody. They hate it all because they're sick of it all. Those are, that's perfect. That's the generation ready because they're stone cold. I'd rather deal with the stone cold than the lukewarm. Yes. Speaking of that, title of this message series, that's not the right title. You can take that off. Get that out of here. Let's try to look professional. We got to work on, listen, I want to tell you guys something. Be excellent in all that you do. You're like, Tom, are you publicly correcting? Why not? If you get mad, you get upset, fine. Whether you're a band person playing the wrong notes, whether we don't have the right thing on the screen, be excellent in how you serve the Lord. Be excellent in what you do. Don't come into the church with your garbage. Don't be excellent at your job and give the church your refuse. Come in and do things in excellence. Show up early. Be ready to go. Pray over it. Fast over it. I don't care what it is that you do. Well, I'm the, I'm the weed puller. Do it in excellence. I used to be the weed puller. I used to mow the churchyard. I did all those things. I was head usher, and I, before I was head usher, I was usher. God's not going to open doors for you. A lot of people, they want to do what I'm doing. Everybody wants to do what I'm doing. 
God's not going to open any doors for you until you operate in excellence at the very little things, until you stop despising small beginnings. You need to care what you do. You need to care about what you do. Do it as right unto the Lord. Give it all that you have. Beware of the backslide is the title of this message series. Beware of the backslide. Now, I've been talking about backsliding. I've talked about it many times, but I don't recall ever doing an entire message on it or even an entire series. I don't know how long this series goes. For me, it's a one-dayer. I don't know if that's going to work out. I'm talking about falling away from the faith. Now, a lot of people will not preach about this either. And you're like, Tom, what? Do you just purposely try to find what nobody else talks about? No, I pray. I don't go online for my messages. I pray over them. And I say, Lord, what is it that you would have me preach? This is what he gave me. Beware of the backslide. Now, that should be obvious. I didn't plan it really with the, with the videos. I just decided to do the videos last night. But it works out perfectly. Do you know why nobody's preaching about falling away and why nobody's preaching about the mark of the beast in the midst of videos like that? I, I challenge you today, go find another church that put a video like that up on their Sunday morning service today or even preached about it or even mentioned it. Do you know why they don't? Because they're backsliding. They're backsliding. They're falling away. For the time will not come unless the falling away comes first. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. Tom, I don't believe people can fall away. That's because you don't read your Bible. In order to be Calvinist, in order to believe in eternal security, you have to not read your Bible. It's as simple as that. That's what our church pastors depend on. Pastor Bootlicker, Pastor Fauci, that's what they depend on. They depend on you not reading your Bible. They depend on it every single day. Because if you read your Bible, you'd walk out of their church. There's a lot of you in this room. You didn't used to come here. You came because your church closed and you got sick of it. And now you can't leave because you've discovered the word and you like it. A lot of you, you can't go anywhere else. You know you can't, and I make you uncomfortable. Some of you don't even like me, but you can't go anywhere else. You, per, you, have, you have personal disdain for me, but you can't go anywhere else. God won't let you go. You know you have to stay. They can call you as much as they want, and they do. I hear about it all the time. My pastor from my old church, they keep reaching out to me. Tell that boot lick and closer to shove it up his own caboose. Because he's the one that ushered in the head of the EU. That guy, that girl, whoever it is that pastors your church, which is 99.9% .9 of the American and Canadian church, they're the ones that did that. I get so sick of hearing Christians. Well, we're just, I'm so tired of the mask thing. What are you tired of? I can't stand Joe Biden. Why, are you, why is that? Why can't you stand Joe Biden, mask wearer? Church closer? Lockdown poser? Why can't you stand Joe Biden? He's what you ushered in. He's the fruit of your labor. Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. There's your reaping, Kamala Harris. Oh, we, you know, we're fighting for the lives of the unborn. Really? You know what? You strap a mask on your face, you're killing people. Oh, how can you connect those two? Very simply, you lock down the world, 300 million people have started death so far. Three million COVID deaths, allegedly, 300 million people starved to death. Great job, American church. Don't you go back to those COVID, those COVID cavers. Don't do it. I'm telling you. My wife tells me, stop telling them that. Don't tell them that. I don't care. <laughs> Unlike a lot of you, I'm not scared of my wife. I listen to her, but I'm not scared of her. I do what I want. <laughs> so 
See, I'm talking about apostasy. Nobody will preach about it, but it's all throughout the Bible. The book of Revelation's based in it. It's all over the place. Jesus spoke about it. Paul spoke about it. Peter spoke about it. John spoke about it. What, is, what does it mean? What, is it, what does apostasy mean? It means a willful rejection of Christ and his teachings by a Christian believer. You know how I know that's true? Because it came out of Strong's Bible Dictionary. That's what the definition is. But there's entire denominations. I would venture to say that most of Christianity does not believe that you can walk away from your salvation unto hell. Most of Christianity doesn't believe that. Some of you are stunned that I'm preaching about it because nobody preaches about it except for this church and a few others. And I mean a very few others. That's why people will be shocked out of Matthew chapter 7, 21 through 23. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works, and then will I profess unto them, I never knew you, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Oh, you see that last verse, Matthew 7, 23, that proof, see, God never knew them, so they, never, they were never saved to begin with. Yeah, there's people who are never saved to begin with. And there's also people who were, that's out of 1 John. You want to, we're going to talk about fakes next week. Because I don't think I'll get to it today. We'll talk about fakes next week. There's fake Christians and there's Christians that have fallen away. You know the Bible's big enough to cover both? <laughs> what, what Calvinists and people who believe in eternal security do is hide behind verses. In the Bible where it says they were never saved to begin with, yeah, but there's also plenty that say there's entire chapters in the Bible entitled warning against falling away, Hebrews chapter 5. The great apostasy, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse, starting in verse 1. But the entire section of scripture is entitled warning against falling away or the great apostasy. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, entitled the great falling away. Jesus said, because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me, in, in John chapter 8, verse 45. It doesn't matter a lot of times, no matter what you say to people, they refuse to believe it. Why? Because there's too much to lose. Bill Maher had this on HBO the other day. I just, I just copied it for the podcast on Thursday. 50%, 50% of Democrats believe that the hospitalization rate and the death rate of COVID is about 20 times what it is. 40-something percent of Democrats believe that COVID-19 regularly kills children. It's all lies. And he put it out. He's not a right-winger. You know what he is? See, the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they bear from the faith and pierce themselves through with many sorrows, right? First Timothy 6.10, Right? See, Hollywood's starting to wake up. Why? Because if, if, if you don't have pigmentation in your skin, you're not going to have a job for much longer. You can't be a comedian in Hollywood anymore. If you say the wrong thing, you're canceled. So they're starting to see it hit them. So that woke them up. But data before that doesn't wake them up. Apostasy is a willful rejection of Christ and his teachings by a Christian believer. That's the definition. And there's Christians, most of Christianity, just like most of Christianity believes in pre-trib rapture, which is not in the Bible. The rapture comes in the midst of tribulation, towards the end. Read your Bible, dadgummit. I don't care what some teenage girl said in the 1860s, which is where pre-trib was born. Facts. Martin Luther never talked about it. Jesus certainly never talked about it. Paul never talked about it. Don't you think they would have told you it's going to be a great disappearance? Don't, don't you think they would have told you there's going to be two of them? Uh, there's only one of them. There's a great disappearance, but it only happens once. Don't you think you would have been told there's going to be two? Do you think you would have named it? 
See how simple it is? In order for you to believe that, you have to not read your Bible. You can certainly sell, you can, you know what, you know what the goal is for most pastors is to accumulate people. It's not my goal. My goal is to preach the word, see what happens. That's it. Honestly, that's all that I do. That's my only motivation. I'd be bored by trying to accumulate people. Oh, look at us. We broke the 500 mark. We had 47 fresh starts and new beginnings on Easter Sunday. Fresh starts and new beginnings. What does that even mean? Are there simply fake Christians? Yeah, we'll cover that. But what does it mean to fall away? And what are the consequences? Ask yourself right now, am I falling away? Am I right now backsliding? There's a difference between being backslidden and backsliding. You can get to the condition of being backslidden or you can be in the midst of backsliding. The American church is one or the other etching towards backslidden. What are the consequences? What are the consequences of backsliding? What are the consequences of being backslidden? Are they eternal or earth only? It depends. If you fall into being backslidden, you fall out of your faith. It's eternal. Everything is eternal to some degree because if you live in a, a perpetual state of backsliding, you're losing crowns in heaven. You're losing rewards in heaven. We're going to be given crowns and rewards. Everybody will not have the same things in heaven. I hate to tell you it's a monarchy. It's not socialism, despite what the modern art church butt-kissing pastor tells you. Oh, Jesus was a socialist. You're an idiot. You're a stupid idiot. Now, you know, let's, when it comes to the open borders, uh, let's build a bigger table instead of bigger walls. You're an idiot. Just welcome them in, right? Do you know what's coming in right now? Does anybody pay attention? My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You know what's coming in? Our people from Haiti coming through the southern border. And by the, just so you know, you aren't, you can't, Haiti is not located to the south of our border. It's a Caribbean island to the left of Florida heading south, just so you know. But what they're doing is by the hundreds of thousands, spending a half a decade in Brazil, Argentina, and then migrating up. Why did they do that suddenly? Not to mention a slew of people from the Middle East. They're finding them every day. Build a bigger table. So you build a bigger table for lawlessness, and you, you say that you're loving, that may feel loving to you, but anything in defiance of Scripture is anti-love, whether you feel love or not. It doesn't matter what you feel. It matters what the Word of God says. If it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, you're wrong. And a lot of people would say, that sounds evil to close the border and prevent families from coming in. The families are supposed to migrate legally. You're to obey the laws of the land. Not to mention the crime. That's coming up through the southern border. You, oh, you, you want to keep the border open? Well, who's making all the money? Who's making the money? The human traffickers, the fentanyl dealers. And Christians believe that it's righteous to have an open border so that you don't put kids in cages. They don't read their Bible. What does it mean to be backsliding versus backslidden? Falling away versus falling away. We're going to look into all this stuff. Let's start with a simple explanation coming out of Hebrews chapter 10, verses 26 and 27. You hear me quote this all the time during our altar calls. Because when I, I talk about being backslidden, I don't just say fresh starts and new beginnings. I want to know where you are in the Lord. During our altar call today, you'll hear me say, for those Christians who have fallen away, I don't want you to be able to walk up to me, either, either walk up to me or shout up to me, Tom, you never knew. I mean, Tom, you never told me, so I never knew. I don't want you shouting that from the pits of hell. Pastor Tom, you never told me these things. I didn't know I was backslidden sitting in your church. I will tell you now, I'm innocent. Nobody will ever be able to say that about me. Because I will give the backslidden Christian a path to righteousness. 
a path to heaven. Hebrews 10, 26 and 27. If we deliberately keep on sinning, what does it mean to be backsliding or backslidden? If we deliberately keep on sinning, what does that mean? Exactly what it says. What kind of sin? Any. If you plan on sinning once a year, if you're a guy and you're like, you know what, I do my once a year fishing trip down to the Keys, we load up on some fishing vessel and we all just get snockered all weekend long, you're gonna die and go straight to hell for that. Congratulations, I hope that was worth it. I hope the Bud Lights were worth it, or the Margarita Bible Studies. I hope they were worth it. How dare you preach this? It's the Bible. The Bible is stunning to Christians like the Constitution is stunning to Americans. If you deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left. You cannot say, I receive Jesus as Lord and Savior and continue on in sin. Because it actually means you don't believe. And that's in Hebrews chapter 3, 18 and 19. Belief is not works. I'll get into that in a minute. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left. But what is left? But only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God, written to the Christians in Jerusalem. That's the truth. Aren't you glad I told you? That's the truth. You, you will not go to heaven if you continue to sin. That's a fact. You know, like Tom, doesn't everybody struggle? We shouldn't be. There's a big difference also between vacillating. Well, I blew it, I got it right. I blew it, I got it right. And just saying, you know what? You know, yeah, I'm sinning. She's hot, you know. She's hot, she's moving in. But thank God I'm eternally secure. I want, you to find those, I want you to find those two words in the Bible, eternally secure. People basing their eternal life on, on, on words that are not found in the Bible? Why would you do that? This is backed up by Ephesians chapter 3, chapter 5, verses 3 through 7. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know, and listen now, for this ye know, that no whoremonger, that includes pornography, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Listen to this part. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Listen to the last sentence. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. And you believe in eternal security when you're warned by Paul that you could still be a partaker with the ungodly? Yeah. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. You're like, Tom, I don't necessarily, you may not need to hear it, but you may need to preach it. You may not be backslidden. I hope everybody in here is not backslidden or backsliding. I'd venture to say that's not true. And certainly people that watch, about a thousand people watch per podcast, that we mean per Sunday morning service. Somebody is, somebody needs to hear it, and somebody in your orbit needs to hear this. Will you have the courage to preach the Bible? Yeah, but you know, Aunt Susie, I tried. She just cut me down. At least you told her. You're innocent. When she shouts up from hell saying, you know what, I don't know why I'm here, you'll be able to say, I told you. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. Oh, Tom, you know what? This is starting to sound works-based again. That's what they always accuse me of. I'm reading Bible verses. See, what happens with a lot of people is they fall into mythology 
in slogans instead of Bible verses because they're more comfortable. It's where you get, you get birthed entire ideologies that are birthed in lies. And where do lies come from? John 8, and 45, the devil who's a murderer from the beginning is a liar, the father of lies whose native language is lies. When he speaks, he's lying. But people, people start to believe in slogans instead of Bible verses. I mean, you hear them right now. You know, separation of church and state, that's not in the Constitution. It's not in the Declaration of Independence. It's not there. There's no separation of church and state in there. It says you cannot have a state church. In other words, you can't institute Foundation Church as America's church. A lot of people are going, thank God. <laughs> you can't make Catholicism or, or Protestantism a state church, but it does not say there's any separation between church and state. We get terms like it takes a village. The big lie that people just believe in. If mama ain't happy, the whole house ain't happy. Mama ain't happy, she can shove it. I'm happy. <laughs> I don't care. Don't be happy. You don't want to be happy, don't be happy. Go be, don't be happy by yourself. Leave me alone. I'm napping. <laughs> well, he ought to be helping me. I don't care. You, you go ahead. You be Martha. I'll be Mary. Thank you. I'll enjoy my life. Do you love the little tidbits I throw in for you that have nothing to do with the message? <laughs> Tom, this is starting to sound works-based again. Are you sure you're correct on works? Here in person and watching right now, are you sure that you're correct on works? And what do you base it on? Now, you know, we're, we're grace. We're grace-focused, not sin-focused. That's not in the Bible. God is not about a bunch of lists of do's and don'ts. That's not in the Bible. You know what's in the Bible? List of do's and don'ts. <laughs> pastors, they depend on you not reading the Bible. Every one of them that closed their church down from March through March, some of them still closed. Around the world, most churches are still closed, just so you know. Closed or extremely limited, which means you're closed with pastors being arrested. They depend on you watching their Zoom services, sending in your, your money that's, you know, you got your account set up where it does the automatic withdrawal every month. Depend on you not reading your Bible so that that automatic withdrawal comes out every month. A lot of you canceled that and you, brought, you came with your tithe here. Because you're like, you know what, we're not, I, I found the Bible again. A lot of you are sitting in churches, you, you forgot. Doesn't take long. It doesn't take long for them to put you asleep and sedate you. Don't let it happen to you. Well, this sounds works-based. Are you sure that you're correct on works? Did your, did your theology about works come out of 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 18? The title of that section of Scripture is, is, is titled, Deceptions of False Teachers. For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure... They allure, like a lure. They allure through the lust of the flesh. Through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error. Great swelling words of emptiness. God's not a list of do's and don'ts. That's a workspace message. We're grace-based, not sin-based. None of which is in the Bible. Just like fresh starts and new beginnings are not in the Bible. Just like continuing, look at me now. You're sleeping with your girlfriend? Right now, you're going to die and go straight to hell. That's the Bible. It's Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 through 20. Revelation chapter 21, verse 8. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, starting in verse 9. That's the way it is. That's the Bible. Well, that's workspace. I don't care what you say. That's what the Bible says written to Christians. I warn you now, as I've warned you before, that those who sleep with their girlfriends will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. That's, a that's one of the list of sins in Galatians chapter 5, 19 through 21. Well, they're in the process of sanctification. No, you're not. If, you've refu if you refuse to repent, I don't care how sweet she is. And parents, Christian parents, if you're allowing it to go on under your roof, 
You've unleashed the Antichrist into your own house. Just put your mask on and go vote for Kamala Harris. Stop pretending. It's funny how everybody's conservative until their own caboose is on the line. We're a little more accommodating, you know. I don't want to acknowledge that my own child's going straight to hell. So, you know, we just believe he has a good heart. It's not in here. You're going to be judged by this, by the way. Who judges you? Who judges you? The Word judges you. Jesus judges you. He is the Word. For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son. That's what will judge you. Not, not, not Pastor Butt Kisses ideologies. Not, not lukewarm methodologies. The Bible will be what judges you. And you will care at that moment. You may not care now, but you will care then. Because then you'll be facing eternity. And I know nobody preaches this stuff anymore. And that's fine. Let them. That, that's all predicted for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned to fables. What's the verse that follows that? That's out of 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. Also another, another, another section of scripture. Actually, the verse that precedes it is study to show thyself approved unto God. That's why people won't endure sound doctrine. Tom, are you sure that you're correct on works? I've given you this litany, or was the other service? I can't remember which. But have you ever read James chapter 2 when it comes to works? Here's James chapter 2, verse 14. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? James 2, 17. In the same way, faith by itself is not accompanied by action is dead. James 2, 18. But someone, someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without works and I will show you my faith by my works. You sure you're right about works? James 2.24, you see that a man is justified by what he does and not by faith alone. James 2.26, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. And this is all summed up in James chapter 2, verse 19. What is he saying here? You believe that there is one God, good, even the demons believe that and shudder. That's, what, that's the modern-day art church, the modern-day church that closed. They go, we believe in God, but it's your works that show that you believe in God. Yeah. And people will say, well, that's, you know what, you're eternally secure, and what you do is you obey God just out of love for him. No, no, no. Obey, obeying God, obeying God is faith. You don't have belief unless you're obeying. There is no belief without obedience. There's no such thing. That's like Jesus and the Bible. There is no Jesus and the Bible. Jesus is the Bible. Obedience is belief. It's not, well, I believe, but I just don't obey right now. You're one of these. You believe that there's one God. Even the demons believe that. You have the same faith as demons. If you're someone who goes, I believe in God, but right now she's just too hot. You have the faith of a demon. They believe in Yahweh. Every demon is a fallen angel that believes in Yahweh. They believe in Jesus. They believe that Jesus is Lord and Savior. They just reject it. You're the same way. No, 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 I don't want to believe that about my own son. It's still the truth. If you're someone that says, yes, I believe, but I just, you know, right now, I'm going through a respite. I've been offended, and I just want to take some time off. Take some time off Yahweh? I'm burned out right now. No, you're not burned out. You're a thumb sucker. You're not burned out. Tom, do you honestly live and talk like this? Yeah, ask my kids. 
You're a thumb sucker. You're not wounded. Been bearing burdens. Jesus bore all the burdens. You don't have to bear anything. He did it for you. But if you're someone that says, you know what, yes, I'm a Christian. But you're living in sin. I don't care what the sin is. I'm picking on boyfriend, girlfriend stuff right now because that's the number one killer of men in the Bible. I mean, in the, you know, in the Bible and just in the body of Christ is sexual sin. I don't care whether it's a, a digital woman or a real live one. Most men will go to hell for sexual sin. I don't know women. I don't know why they go to hell. Most women go to hell too. Most men go to hell. Narrows the way and few find it. Matthew chapter 7, 13 and 14. And Why? Because Matthew chapter 7, verse 15, beware of false prophets. It's kind of funny how that all lines up, isn't it? Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Next verse, beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. What were their fruits? They closed their churches and put masks on. And they're head of evangelical associations, of which I could not pull the video. I'll have to sick Aaron on it. He could get it. I couldn't pull the video. I, there, I, there's a video out right now of a, of, a, of a pastor who's the leader of a major evangelical association who says vaccines are from heaven. And it is your Christian obligation to get vaccinated. Oh, really? You watch that video? Does he watch that video? from the head of the European Union, touting basically her precursor to the mark of the beast because of vaccinations. Didn't get to it on the podcast last night. The Make-A-Wish Foundation will no longer deal with kids who are not vaccinated. Kids dying of cancer. By the way, you can't take vaccinations. They're done. There's footage going around right now, I gotta see if I can find it, of a church with a vaccinated and unvaccinated section. You send those, send those to me. A lot of you guys send me stuff, I already know it all. You're sending me stuff, I got all that. <laughs> you gotta be way out in front to send me something I don't already have. <laughs> way out, it's my whole life. It's Bible and Twitter. And I know Twitter's evil. I just, it's where all the news, you can get the news like that. So the question is, are you sure that you're right about works? In light of what I just read to you, understand that works are belief. They cannot be separated. You do not believe if you're not obedient. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14 says, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. No, you're eternally secure. That's not the Bible. Romans chapter 6, verse 1 says, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning that grace may increase? By no means. We died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Revelation chapter 20, 12 and 13. Are you sure that you're right? If you're watching right now, are you sure that you're right about works? And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Whoops! That's not what coast this and abundant this church told me. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. You can't have a good heart and be sinning. Well, yeah, my son, he's got a good heart, but, you know, he smokes, you know, doobage every night. <laughs> he's not. He's not going to heaven. Stop lying to yourself and start preaching the word. Be instant, in season, out of season. Amen. Preach the word. 
I misquoted it earlier. The ver- that was, I gave you 2 Timothy 2.15 instead of 2 Timothy 4.2. Before, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. The verse that precedes that, 2 Timothy 4.2, is not studied to show thyself approved. That's 2 Timothy 2.15. It's preach the word. Be instant, in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. What are the consequences of backsliding? Let's look. 2 Peter chapter 2, 20 through 22. If they have escaped the corruption of the world, that's salvation. They've escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and are again entangled in it and overcome. They are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. They're worse off than when they weren't saved. Worse off. Why? Because you've inoculated yourself against salvation. When you say, I, I listen for some of you, young people in here who have sat under nominal Christian ministry, both in the church and in your home, I worry for you. Because you're making yourself permanently lukewarm. You sit in a church week after week after week, blowing off the Bible. You could work yourself into a Hebrews chapter 6 scenario where you cannot be renewed to repentance. You can't say those things. I'm sorry, Calvinist. You're wrong. You're a liar. You know you're lying. You're worse off at the end than you were at the beginning. It would have been better for them not to, verse 21, it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it and then to turn their back on the sacred command that was passed on to them. You believe in Calvinism still? Of them the Proverbs are true. A dog returns to its vomit and a sow that is washed returns to her wallowing in the mud. Don't let it be you. What are, the ba- what are the consequences of the backslide? Suffering on earth only? Consequences on earth only? And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. I know I read that one to you. Here comes the next one. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Well, there, see, Tom, this is why I got it made. I got it made. I got saved when I was seven. And Pastor Skinny Jeans, he told me, Skinny Jeans, you know the guy with the rip here and the rip there? He's like 48 years old. His jeans are so tight, no blood's getting to his brain. He told you that you're all set. Your name's written in the Lamb Book of Life. Fresh starts. Yeah, I'm whispering like Joe Biden. <laughs> I gave him $1.9 trillion. Congratulations, COVID Caving Church. Should have Trump in there right now. Think about how great life would be. We wouldn't have the worst inflation in American history $30 trillion in debt. The open border with, mi- with millions crossing all every month. Laughing stock around the globe. Joining climate accords where nobody participates except us. Yeah, I can't believe people like to be used. but So people who say, look, you know what? Whosoever was not found written in the book of life. Well, Pastor Skinny Jeans, he told me. The latte sucker, he told me. The mask wearer, the vaccinator. He told me, you know what? My name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I'm all set. That happened when I was seven. Yeah, I'm gay now. But I'm all set because my name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life and Charles Stanley told me that I'm eternally secure. I don't care what some man told you. I don't care what I tell you. Seriously. I don't care. What I care about is what comes out of this. That's what I care about. What comes out of this? Well, let's look. Are you safe once your name's written? Are you? No. Are you afraid to say it? Since everybody, everybody is afraid to say what's true. He's a he. Why is everybody afraid to say that? 
you are a male. And listen, I'm talking about mainstream, hardcore, conservative punditry are afraid to say it. Caitlyn Jenner comes on and they start calling her she. You're not a she if you got dingleberries. I'm sorry. You know, that's just the way it is. You're a dude. You are a dude. You're a dude. And even when you lop them off, you're a dude. You can't change everything in here. You got no ovaries. You're never going to have a uterus. You're a dude. I'm not calling a guy a girl. You know, there's consequences. I showed this in what we call the post game of the podcast last night. A spa out in wherever. There's a guy walking around in the ladies room with all of his junk hanging out. And there's little girls in there. And a guy comes up and this lady who's African American. And the African American community is waking up. I'm telling you, they're waking up. They're, they're a field white under harvest. And she's saying, you know what? This is not, this should never be. She's putting up a stink as she should be. And there's some daggum beta male. They all look the same. Aaron has educated me on beta males. <laughs> they all look the same. They all take what they all take a picture like this. That's how they take, they're all the same. Absolutely zero muscle. None. They try to emulate a female body through having a giant curve right here. Some beta male walks up to this woman and says, well, listen, is he a transgender female? So I want to ask that beta male if it was his five-year-old daughter in there with some guy walking around with his junk hanging out, you'd be all right with it then? Beta male? No, they're all, you're always fine with it. You're always fine with open borders until your daughter gets raped. And then suddenly you'll come to my side. Your, your, your son gets killed in a DUI crash from an illegal alien with no driver's license who's drunk. Then you come to my side. You maybe you ought to come before and then everybody would not be raped or dead. So my name's written in the book of life and Pastor Bootlicker told me I'm all set. Is that true? Revelation 21, 27 says this, nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Well, okay, still Tom, we're right there. My name's written in there. It says, though, if you're still doing things that are shameful or deceitful, you're not getting in. But let's look at Revelation chapter three, verse, verse five. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life. Whoops! <laughs> he who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments. He who overcomes, not who got their name written, he who endures unto the end will be saved. That means that you stay obedient your whole life. No, I'm a good person. No, you just believe that there is one God. You believe what the devil believes. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Just because it was at one time written in. See, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of you, Calvinists. I don't care what you think. I'm not going to be judged by Charles Stanley or Andy Stanley. Or any of the rest of the COVID caving clergy. And listen, if, they, if, if you don't understand Matthew 16, 19, then you don't understand the book of life. If you don't understand that you can, you can bind and you can loose and no plague shall draw near thy dwelling, then you don't understand that your name can be blotted out from the book of life. Amen. Who said this, by the way? Who, who's quoting this? He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments. And I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father. Jesus himself is saying that. 
He goes and blots people's names out. Why? Because if we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left. Suddenly, your sin goes back into judgment. No, Tom, you know, once you're saved, you're always saved. It's not the Bible. People are going to be stunned who are depending on eternal security. Stunned. Romans eleven twenty two says this. Consider, therefore, the kindness and sternness of God. Let's do that, shall we? Consider, therefore, the kindness and sternness of God. Sternness comes first. That's not me writing this. This is the Bible. Sternness, sternness to those who fell, but kindness to you, provided that you continue in his kindness, otherwise you also will be cut off. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. John 15, 6. This is the Bible. I know that I'm probably not gaining church members right now. We don't even take membership, but if we did. I should be. 1987, when I got saved, this got preached all the time. Preaching should never have changed. You know why? Because the word never changes. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. Jesus Christ, the word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It should be preached the same all the time. I got warned about this. Everybody's afraid to preach about the fear of the Lord. That's why the church is stupid, because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And that, you know what? If you're not afraid of God, then, you're, then you reverence Anthony Fauci and Deborah Burks and the World Health Organization and the NIH and the WEH. You reverence them instead. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. But rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Matthew chapter 10, verse 28. Said by who? Jesus himself. That's what, you sh- is it so bad to preach about being afraid of going to hell? No, it's the Bible. It says it. That's where, now is that, is that deep Christianity? No, you should grow from that, but that's where you start being smart. I'm not, if you're 10 years in and the only thing that makes you worship Jesus is you're scared to death of going to hell, then you're a baby Christian. But I'd rather you be a baby Christian and go to heaven. Most Christians consider it to be growth, to walk away from the fear of God. And then so they don't preach to their own children that you should be afraid of going to hell. You know how people ask. How did you get your kids to be the way they are? And let's understand something. I'm not saying my kids are perfect. I'm not saying that they are. But my son is 22 and my daughter is 20 and neither one of them's ever been on a date. They're allowed to date when they start at 18. I allow them to date and drive. That's your date and drive. Double D. (laughs) They could be dating right now. Why aren't they? Because they have, an, they have an inherent fear of the Lord. Why is that? Because I would tell them, and I'm talking about when they're two, <laughs> violating Dr. Whoever's books, violating Dr. Phil and Oprah. I set, their, I set a table in the presence of my enemies and violate them on purpose. But they were told early on, at the earliest possible age, if I caught them lying, it wasn't, <laughs> you're so cute. I see, I see parents in this building. Don't worry, I won't confront you unless you ask me. <laughs> I won't. Unless your kid is causing a problem. They're acting like a turd in here. They'll get called out publicly by me from the pulpit if Heather doesn't get them first. Now, there's busy a lot, so it falls to me. And I will humiliate your kid in, in public. I don't care. You need to understand that. For me, priority is priority. God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. 1 Corinthians 14, See, it's all Bible. 
But what, what did I do with my kids? People ask, how did you, their kids are all rebellious, having sex with everything that moves. You parents don't even check your kids' social media. You should be on your 20-something-year-old social media. No, they've moved out. I don't care, are you mom and dad or not? And you're responsible and are gonna be judged for them, especially you, dad. You should be, if your kid who's 25 years old and in the Navy, He's got debauchery all over his social media and you're his mom or dad. Send him a message. I would. If they got debauchery all over their social media and they're up in Gainesville, A, why did you ever send them to Gainesville? How dumb are you? Well, they gotta have the college experience. That's not the Bible. Why do Christians do things that are not the Bible? But if they're up there and they're committing all sorts of sins, what should you do? You have, you have a choice. You can stop sinning right now and come home and you can take online classes until I'm absolutely sure that you are solid in the Lord or you're on your own. Have a nice life. But you know how many Christians do that? None. I have friends in the church, they're in this service right now, and they kind of, I just, I, I tell them this semi-frequently because I marvel at it. They, they asked me about advice for their son, and they actually did it. I admire them for that. Nobody else listens to me. <laughs> People come to me, you're a cop, you're this and that. I have, you know, I have vast experience with humanity. I kind of ha- know what works and what doesn't. If they come up and ask advice, they actually did it. I told my kids early on, you lie to me. If you're a liar, you're going to go straight to hell. I don't hesitate. Did it ruin them? Teach them to be works-based? No, it taught them to be biblical. The fear of the Lord is being able to The first thing they think about is, am I pleasing God? And I'm scared if I'm not. Fine. Finishing with this. And I know that I've been saying this for the last month, but I'm going to say it again. Again, it all comes down to unbelief. You're not going to hell because of the list of sins. You're going to hell because the sins weren't covered. Hebrews chapter 3, 18 and 19. And to whom worship team, you guys can make your way. I need to be closing up here. I'm launching right from here, second service. You can either stay or watch it online. Hebrews 3, 18 and 19. And whom and to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? Who's this written to? This is written to the church in Jerusalem, to the born-again Christians in Jerusalem. To whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? but to those who did not obey. So ye see, so we see, that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Not obeying is unbelief. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith and to this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Romans 5, 1 and 2. For by grace you have been saved through faith. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. Obedience is faith. Without obedience, you're not operating in the faith required for salvation. You're operating in the faith of demons who believe that there is one God and shudder. To those who by persistence in doing good seek glory, honor, and immortality, to them is given eternal life. Romans chapter two, verse seven, it's everywhere. I could go all day quoting you these things. You have to turn from sin. You have to. You're not saved if you don't, because that means you haven't believed. Hebrews 3, 18 and 19 tells you that. Stand with me. Praise you. Thank you so much for joining us. We know that when there are 
this many people in person are watching online that there is a chance that some have not started a relationship with Christ. If that's you, and you would like a relationship with Jesus that washes away the stain of sin, you will need to start by repenting of your sin, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and asking him to be the Lord over your life. That means giving up control. If you have never prayed this or you have fallen away and want to return to the kingdom of life, repeat this prayer after me and mean it. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and I now turn from them and I give you my life from this day on in Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.